and engaging conversation. Exactly. And we're talking about face-to-face communication today, which yes. is one of my, well, it's my favorite type of communication. Like, I love video. I love video chat. Yeah. There's nothing quite like face-to-face. Yeah. I mean, video is great. Video calls are great because it gives some semblance of a face-to-face, which is why I think a lot of people um, have sort of you know, embraced it because it's a relatively new technology. Like I'm talking about the video chat um, in the last few years. Right. But I think people really enjoy it. I for one definitely do because it's a semblance of face to face. Yeah. And I think that, uh, well, first of all, in general, I take this position with, you know, diet, with exercise, anything related to sort of living as a human. Yeah. The more similar you can get to, uh, the sort of environment that we evolved in yeah. and our bodies are optimized for and minds are optimized for, the more, uh, the better off you're going to be. Mm. So for me, face-to-face communication makes sense because yeah. that's how we did it for a really long time. <laughs> and so uh, presumably uh, that's what we're going to sort of derive the greatest benefit from yeah. on the basis of communication. Definitely. And it's a sensory experience. You've experienced all five senses, um, unless you're talking on the phone, like separately from your face-to-face, which I've definitely seen done before and you have too, but that's not, that doesn't constitute face-to-face communication. Face-to-face is, well, let's define (laughs) face-to-face communication. I mean, it doesn't mean like this necessarily, Um, but it does mean that you're looking at someone, that you're ideally in the room with someone. Um, and in fact, I think it does mean you're in the room with someone, It's in right? person. You can high five them. Yeah, you can high five them. You can fist pump. Boom. Yeah. You right. Can, uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> you can actually see them, right, in person. And you can hear the timbre of their voice. Right. They come to you with, you know, perfect, perfect signal. But the definition. So the definition is you're in the same room as the person. It really is what it comes down to. Face right. To you're face. looking at them. Yeah. Um, and you're not wearing a blindfold. <laughs> right. And you're not distracted by other things because the reality is, is that there's a lot these days that can distract us. I think our attention spans have shortened because of YouTube, because of, you know, the podcast, because of technology, just all the things that we love basically um, can cause interference. So you have to go the extra mile these days to really laser focus, like zone in on the person to be able to enjoy that face-to-face, to reap the benefits of face-to-face. Well, I like that caveat, actually, that um, you're not distracted by something else because initially I was like, oh, well, that's actually really a benefit of it. But I can see a situation, for example, what I wouldn't consider face-to-face is the two of you uh, or more people uh, sitting on a couch watching TV and the TV is playing, and you might say something from time to time. Have like a sidebar conversation. That's not really face to face. It's not right. It's your, not. your your primary focus at that point is the TV, or it could be like you guys are all on your phone, right? And and you're all texting, and oh, once in a while you text something right. to each other. And right? we see that a lot nowadays. You know, people will be out. Just look around. The next time you're out in public, beat on the subway, mm. in the park, I don't know, on the line to Starbucks, um, yeah. at dinner. You might you'll see a lot of people on their phones. We're just completely lobotomized, right? And we really have to pull away from that in order to have face-to-face communication. Doing that stuff is fine, right? It's okay to. I mean, we all do it. It's an important part of our day day to day in in the you know in 2020. Um, 
But the point is to really reap the benefits of basic communication, of which there are many. Um, you need to be able to, you know, set aside time to do that. Put your phone down and really engage with the people that are in your presence. Right. right. Well, so um, the what I find most egregious about what we're saying is, yeah. um, okay, you're in the line of Starbucks, whatever, you're on your phone. What I'm saying is, if you're in the line of Starbucks with some friends, or if you're in a park with friends, right, it's, my, my concern is less so about um, being on your phone, being on your phone, yeah. right? Because um, I frankly Although, do a lot of reading on my phone. Ryan Holiday would disagree with our statement there. Okay. But that's okay. That's for another time. That's for another time. But I, you're unless absolutely it, right. Unless it relates to face-to-face communication. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, but my point is simply, when you're with other people, yeah. um, that's where uh, these devices can really interfere with this face-to-face communication process. Sure. And um, the situations I've seen that really irk me are when there's a group of people together, and instead of engaging with each other, uh, they're yeah. just sort of silent <laughs> on their phone. And you see this all the time. You see time. it a lot. I, um, one of the ways, so... In the last year or so, we've been living with uh, some younger people, uh, you know, like 10 years old, 11 years old. And um, when these groups of kids get together, they, um, you know, if they're playing with each other or playing next to each other. Yeah. Um, or another way to put it, you know, if there's a screen in the room or not, because when there's no screen in the room, uh, they're uh, loud. Right, you can yeah. hear them from rooms away. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, and it sounds like normal kids playing. If there's a screen in the room, that room silence goes silent. Silence. Yeah, and you can hear a, a pin drop. Totally, that totally. And these are children. These right? are children. And so part of my concern with with the screens with young kids is, uh, it's it's inhibiting this natural face to face communication process. Right. And separately, their ability to start coming, like, to imagine, to create, to use those muscles of creativity. Right, there's a variety of other things, separate, but in the context but of But still this. related to, in the context of this, the lack of interpersonal. Uh, I mean, there are times where, I mean, we've all learned social skills through our interactions, mm. like on the playground. Who was telling us that there's a, there's a specific school, I don't, I don't remember where, geographically, anything like that, but... Um, there's a school where they have a, oh, they have a recess um, referee or something, right? That gives them like tasks so that they can oh, right. interact yeah, with yeah. each other. It's basically, um, what's, what's a good word for it? Chaperoned, chaperoned yeah. play. Right. right. Something like that. I remember hearing it and it was a, a bit weird. Not I, even chaperoned, it, guided play. It's like guided. Play. Yeah. It just, it was, I was taken aback by it because it was something very like totally unfamiliar yeah yeah so basically the situation was i I do yeah and i can't remember the context but um or the source but anyways apparently the screen issues become such an issue that um when when you put kids in the playground now ones who've been sort of uh inundated with screen exposure they don't know what to do so they they don't know how to socialize yeah you stick them in you stick them in in like a a sandbox with a few other kids and they just sort of (laughs) sit there like imagine the you know that cartoon show Rugrats with all the kids yeah, running around. Yeah. Um, imagine that show, but they just sort of sit and look at each other quietly. Oh my gosh. Right, and that's what's happening. And so they, <laughs> the these kids who you know should be natively programmed to play, instead need uh, a chaperone, a guide, to sort of 
stimulate them and to prompt them to, oh, well, look, here's a shovel and here's some sand. Why don't the two of you make a sand right, And they give them tasks so that they can interact with each right. other. Right. And then the kid slowly realizes, oh, yeah. wow, this is kind of cool. I can feel these things. And this like, is fun. This is there's fun. people around me. I yeah. can chat with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, separately, but still related. When you do have that socialization experience, which we, I think, if you were not homeschooled and you were in, you know, like a, I don't want to call it a, nor I don't like that word, word normal, but mm. in, in your sort conventional, of tradi traditional. conventional, traditional, thank you, those kinds of schools, Yep. Um, you learn the socialization. That's in, innately, uh, we're innately programmed to be able to do that, screens aside. Um, when you notice that people can do that, when they're able to, when they have friends around them that they don't know yet, yeah. they, they're able to just be friends, mm. right? Be quick friends and just, you know, they can find common ground. Most, most kids can do this. Right, right, right. right. Do you catch well, what I'm saying? Yeah. They, 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 like they're, they're, they're able to just like pick up a conversation, start talking and they become friends. And it's, it's really cool to see. I mean, we saw that. It's right? remarkable, actually, and you you would almost. You see it all the time. I would I would be surprised if this was not the case that the, these young kids are actually better at than adults because they have fewer res reservations, yes. less ego, yes, um, and so they're able to sort of engage in that face to face without fear, and um, and that's where you learn yeah, to do this exactly. And you know, as you get older, you start to get a little more. Uh, self-aware and as a result a little more uh, concerned about how you look and how people right self-esteem issues you. might start coming up or just like different types right. of insecurities that can manifest in social anxiety disorder um, and I think everyone is to a certain degree socially anxious mm -hmm. right that's something that's sort of embedded in our um, software well, anytime, so right, anytime you're, you're speaking and engaging someone, it means someone's looking at you, and it means that uh, you're the, the, the sort of focus of attention, right? And which is going to naturally make you nervous, right? Unless, unless you love it. Back when, we, back when we lived in tribes, um, if everyone's focus was on us, that means we were about to get eaten or killed right. or, um, you know, excommunicated from the yeah. tribe or whatever, kicked out. So it was a bad thing. So that's why a lot of us. Um, have this type of anxiety. Not all of us, um, and I think you know yeah. maybe evolutionary, like evolution-wise, that would sort of be taken out in terms. Of, yeah, it's funny if you try to like apply. Maybe some, some. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Um, that's that's food for thought. Yeah. Though what's interesting though is that I think you're right that there is this anxiety for most of us. Yeah. Um, I certainly experience it, and um, what I think. Uh, Part of part of why screens have become this crutch for us is because of anxiety, right? And so, when you're sitting at a table across from someone and you don't have anything to say, that's particularly easy. yeah, you, you start to panic. You're like, and you get your phone out, and you're like, oh yes, well actually, I'm very busy, so I would I have all these things I was going to say to you, and I'm very clever, and you know, I, I have so many some interesting things to sort of regale something. you with. Yeah. But uh, I'm actually very busy, so I'm going to look at my phone for a little bit, um, you know. Well, and that's, that's what I was getting at with, you know, when you go outside and make these observations, be it on the subway, in the line for Starbucks, wherever, wherever you are, right? We're, everyone's on their phones. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this is separate from being able to interact with people. It's just, that's how we 
it's an extension of our hands now. Yeah, it almost feels socially awkward to not to not be doing yeah. anything. Like you, you feel like a weirdo. So this, I totally agree with you on. Um, going back to the line in Starbucks, or uh, sitting at a restaurant waiting for your friend, or Maybe just, whatever. Just uh, observe your surroundings. Yeah. Well, just, but, but I'm saying if you don't look at it, looks weird. If you don't have a phone right? in your hand, is that what you're saying? You you feel weird. It feels weird. You feel weird. You look weird. Yeah. People are like, what's what's that person up to? Yeah, I started doing that now yeah. just to sort of going in in line with um like stoicism and stillness and all that stuff that Ryan Holiday didn't invent, but he's definitely doing a great job of putting it out there in the world for people who sort of like the layperson's guide to these kinds of ancient philosophies that yeah. date back to, you know, ancient Greece and whatnot. Zeno. But anyways, um, what's really interesting is that we're able to do this. We're able to sit quietly and just let thoughts come to you. Start imagining things, you know, creating things, um, thinking about sort of, you know, other things other than what's on your screen. Yeah. Because that will, and the reason we're talking about this is because that will help you sort of like not use your screen as a crutch to when, you know, you have the opportunities to engage face to face with somebody, not just one person, but many people. You just don't go mm. for your phone yeah. as the first thing that, you know, that pops up in your head. Right, right, right. So try that. I mean, it, it is hard, um, but I think it will really help in terms of, it'll be a great stride for um, developing the muscle that you need for interpersonal interactions. Well, right. So uh, along those lines, I'm thinking, so when we're most likely to go to our phone is when we don't, when we feel like we don't have anything to say. Right. When we feel insecure. So if you're sitting across from someone and uh, you know that you should be engaging in a face-to-face conversation, that you shouldn't be going to your phone, but you can't think of anything to say, what do you, what do you do in that situation? That's a great idea. I mean, that is a great question. Excuse me. Um, I think focusing on them, you know, asking how they are as simple as how was your day? How are you? Um, if you don't know this person, is that what you're saying? Or if you know this person? Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't think specifically about that. Let's just say it is someone that, that you're, uh, I think it's most awkward when you don't know, when you don't know. I don't know. It's frankly, it's happened in both situations. Well, even when I'm with friends, sometimes, um, I don't, I don't have anything to say. You are so, I can't believe that you just said that because you are so, I believe you, you're so good at, at asking questions, at at focusing on the person that you're talking to, Mm. uh, asking, you know, you know, how their day was or whatever, just finding their interests and honing in on those interests that they have. Like you're very chill, very nonchalant, just like natural, but I still understand that it can be. I mean, for all of us, me too, right? But I think asking a question is, is the best answer, in my opinion. That you focus is, on them. You, right. You take the focus right. off of you and onto them. Or not even on them, but you take the focus off of you. Off of you. Right. And it could be like on this tea, for but example. But asking a question is a great one because yeah. what it does is it, it gets both of you thinking, right? Asking a question it triggers the brain right. and it says, think on this and pr- produce you know, some kind of response. Exactly. If you just comment on the weather, you know, oh, it's sunny today. Like, okay. Well, how do you respond to that? It's like, <laughs> well, it's a dead end. Well, yes, I, I see that it is. Uh, the yeah. clouds seem to have moved away from the sun and uh, rays are hitting my skin. Right. right. I mean, if you talked about sort of the the, um, 
the scientific aspect of there being like sun and light yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that. That could be cool. Well, you could, okay. Because I do love, I do happen to love the weather. So I know. we, we knock on, on commenting on the weather, but I actually love talking about the weather. Um, but I think there's a way to make it but, but, interesting, right? But there's an interesting way. And then there's the sort of the way that I think 90% of the right. population use it. Um, cause it's taught in language textbooks. It's taught in like conversation books it's yeah. and it's not the best way because it doesn't lead anywhere. Just like you said, when you say it's sunny out, yeah, it's sunny out. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. what do we do now? Do we twiddle our thumbs? Like, right. Yeah. And so what you could say is, wow, it's sunny out. You know what this reminds me of, yes. uh, when I was in, uh, Istanbul, which I, I view as the best weather in the world, uh, during the summer. It's it's sunny for days and days on end, and then that yeah. segues into right. Have oh, you been have to you Istanbul? Been to Istanbul? Exactly. Do you know about Turkish cuisine? Let me tell you. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me. About, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's beautiful the way you know the meandering sort of um, pattern of of the way conversation takes you from one place to the next. It's, have you ever had those conversations where? Well, we have them all the time, but. Um, you guys out there, if you've had those conversations where you start on something and then you're complete, like, you know, other place oh, yeah. and you ask yourself, you voice it to the person, like, how did we get on this topic in the yeah. first place? I love when that happens. It's actually a challenge for these lives is to make sure that just <laughs> so we don't digress. Yeah. Like, but so but in face-to-face communication in general. That's a great thing to do. It's so cool. Let, let, let it sort of take its own life. Exactly. Right? exactly. And, um, and, and, and the way that it evolved, I think, speaks to sort of where your interests are. Right. Um, and what's, what's meaningful to you at that time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And be genuine, right? If there, yeah. Maybe you're going through a phase of your life. Maybe you're starting to, um, you're starting a new job and it's in a field that, is related, but not so, not so much. And you have somebody there that's sort of a, um, I don't like using that word expert, but, uh, you know, a visionary, Mm -hmm. uh, in the field too, or a luminary in the field. Um, you might ask them these kinds of questions related to your job because they're an authentic expression of what you're going through at that time. Um, or you could be, you know, planning for a huge, you know, hike on the Appalachian trail. You meet people who've been on the Appalachian Trail, and you can talk about, you know, the cool like shoes you got or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can ask questions about like that point in time in your life. Totally. Uh, I I also occurred to me that um, because this is this is I think in line with that the sort of prompting these questions. If you're going to meet with someone, and even if it's a friend, but especially if it's just someone you've never met before. Prepping a few questions ahead of time. That's a great idea. Right? Having some kind of objective mm-hmm. for the meeting uh, or the engagement, the interaction will give you um, a little bit of a framework or a foundation from which you can pose questions. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And, and that way it's not that. like you're just pulling things out of thin air sounding like, you know, uh, you're, you're all over the place. Instead, it's sort of a focused and um, thoughtful approach to starting the conversation. Right. But it doesn't have to be. It could also be whimsical. But well, I, I my, like the structure, My, my point is simply it doesn't have to stay that way for the, yeah. the engagement. I'm just saying as a launching point. To, to segue right, into something to, to, else. To, to, to launch into yes. a more natural conversation 
use use this as a framework. A, yeah, just just a platform to get started. I love that. Right? That's a great idea. And then let it take its course. Yeah. And that's why I say even with a, it might sound weird going in with a friend and being like, uh, all right, let's make sure we cover X, Y, and Z topics. Like have your meeting point. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, if if immediately you guys you sit down and you just start going for it, let it let it let it go. Yeah. But if if something you know, if, if for some reason maybe you haven't seen each other in a while, um, and maybe, they maybe just you have had some, a baby some and like you want to ask air to clear or something. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, having having that sort of preparation, just a little bit of preparation ahead of time, yeah, will allow you just to kind of get the wheel moving. Right. And once you got the momentum, it, it starts to yeah. 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 It's very much like warming up the body. Conversation is a mm-hmm. lot like warm up your muscles when you go in for a workout. Because uh, when you first get there, you're not ready necessarily. You shouldn't lift a heavy weight. You can pull muscle. Right. Um, but if you instead you do a little jogging or some some kind of active stretching ahead of that, suddenly everything gets a little easier. Right. Or if you have beef with that person, you don't want to start off with yes. you know the point of contention or anything like exactly. that. Um, I love that. I think that's a great way of sort of um, thinking about your objectives and why it's important that you see this person. Um, and maybe what you can share with them, these kinds of things that yeah. make conversations so beautiful. So why is face-to-face communication so important? That's the big question. Like some of you might be like, yeah. well, I don't care. Like who yeah, cares? Yeah, these like, guys have spent 30 minutes talking about face-to-face communication. Yeah. Why, why bother? Like why should we care? Yeah. When we have our screens and so, you know, such convenient technology and, you know, just tap an app, click a button, <laughs> send a message. Yeah, so uh, I think for me, uh, I'm going to start very broad, and yes. then we can get more specific. specific. It's sort of how I, I, I open up at the beginning, which is I try to do things um, to the extent that it makes sense. I try and do them the way we as humans were meant to, to mm, do I love them, that. Right? Yes. It's just it's sort of our Going natural. Back to the roots. Yeah, it's our natural. We're social creatures, and um, we were made to interact in person. So you know, absent of any further evidence, yeah. for me, that's enough to say, this is probably something we should be doing just for reasonable right. time. But, but that's how we evolved. Of, that's how we became the people that we are today. The, that's how we became society. That's how, it's how society. we gathered knowledge. It's how we've yeah. developed culture right. and exactly. all of this stuff. Exactly. And so underlying that top layer, which is, this is what, you know, we're sort of, you know, programmed to do under that, I think there's so many important components of face-to-face communication that we benefit from, right? Right. Yeah, and we have a video about the benefits of face-to-face communication, at least yeah. the top five that we came up with. Of course, there are others, and we'd love to hear what you think. Um, you feel recharged, right? I think, well, okay. I think it depends on sort of what, where you fall on in, um, on the spectrum, like how much of an introvert or an extrovert you are, mm. because some people feel drained after um, social events. But my understanding is that it depends also on, you know, the, the group size. Rarely do we do people who I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Um, my understanding is that even introverts, like having that one person that they can chat with is still a rejuvenating uh, event. Totally. Right. And just because it's draining doesn't mean it wasn't good. Right. Uh, you, you benefit a lot from it. So an introvert may not be able to have as many instances right. of like communication their... in, in a certain period of yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, it's still important. It's still a regular, 
it's like um it's a it's a it's a necessary nutrient for the yeah. body yeah. and different bodies need different levels of that nutrient exactly right some people but love it is necessary around you know 10 people maybe they want to even have like 100 people i don't know yeah um but just the inter the interviews that i've heard with introverts um have shared that you know they might have like six people that they can be with at a dinner party and that's like the cap the cap hard cap on that but some of these people are world-renowned podcasters and interviewers and they are self-proclaimed introverts and they still talk about how like oh, yeah. interaction even with one person is so important and, so and there's two aspects to it there's yeah. there's how many people in the room and then for how long yeah. right so so both of those and what their role is in. Right? And what their role is yeah. as part of it. Can they be a wallflower or are they hosting? Okay, exactly. Or, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So it recharges you. Right? It rejuvenates you. You feel, you know, a newfound yeah. hope and energy, at least for me. I definitely yeah, love it, that. It act, I mean, I, I, I consider myself an introvert. Um, I'm sort of close to the center, but definitely I, I skew introverted. Yeah. And nonetheless like for example um but you're still very social this past weekend we went and hung out with family yeah and just spending time with family for me um gave me a lot of energy yeah, it just totally. felt it felt warm it felt you know like uh, i was alive right that that people cared about me that i had yeah. a purpose yeah. it gives you a lot of these things it just reminds you that you're on this planet and, and that you're not the only one yeah, here. You're, well, you, but you're an agent in the universe, yeah. right? And, and that you exist. Yeah. Just that, I think, alone. And that you're just reminding, reminding yourself that you exist. And that your existence matters to people. That your existence matters. That's, that's the, it. Like, the that's, beautiful that's part, the part of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be a very therapeutic um, psychological experience. And every time you have face-to-face -face communication, every single time, even if it's a negative yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, someone can be furious at you. Yeah. But the fact that they're furious means you matter some way or right, other. Right, right. That's yeah. so true. So on that note, when there's sort of like a conflict um, or a snafu or a tiff or whatever, like the scale of the problem is, mm. it's so much better to resolve that face-to-face. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, we've, we've said before on this channel, we really encourage you not to write an angry email to whomever, you know, it could be a work thing, it could be a family thing or a friend thing, whatever. Wait, right. Don't write that email. You will regret it. One. And two, it's not going to, it'll escalate. It won't get resolved by doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think your point is a good one, which is there are certain types of communication in particular are, are important to have face-to-face. -to, -face. to have them And the reason for that is what you alluded to earlier, which is when you're face-to-face, -face, you have, and, and we talked a lot about this in the video, Yes. you have full resolution of that person, right? You can see their body language. You can um, sort of I don't know. There's there's things you can sense in in in, in person communication that you just can't even even a video chat. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because you don't see that much in you video don't. chat. You just yeah. see you know the face yeah. probably if you're FaceTiming. Right. But right. you can even the micro expressions, those really fast yeah. expressions yeah. that flash across someone's face. And I, I just I'm trying to think of how to word this, but even like the temperature of the room, you can just feel if someone's uncomfortable. You sense it. You sense it. Because we're social creatures. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're basically like animals, yeah. you know, in, in a certain sense that we can so, sense 
something that's awry or a little bit off. Or... Yeah. And so for, for that reason, uh, there's just, there's a lot more, it's a much sort of broader bandwidth that you have on in-person communication that vastly exceeds even our fiber optic networks. Yeah. And um, yeah. so as a result, um, you just, you get a lot more information from it and, and you can convey in much greater clarity uh, what it is you're trying to convey yeah, it seems, with less confusion. Right. And it seems trite, but the, the fact is, is that when we see people and we can like tap them on their shoulder, it reminds us of, of our humanity. It reminds yeah. us, oh, I'm a human. I'm not yeah. like, you know, I don't know, whatever else you feel like being. The physical contact. The important physical too. contact too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, it's just so cool. Yeah. And it's a shared, it's a shared experience. Yeah. Um, but to really go into the benefits, I think the best thing to do is to watch that video yeah. as a starter and ask questions there. Um, yeah. and, and it matters because it, it connects you to people. It helps you feel good. It helps others feel good. It's a social, uh, well, it's social interaction, but it's a social activity and humans need that social activity. And I'm not saying, you know, go out every night and like whatever, but but we do, you know, we do need time to be alone, but we also need time to be with people that we love and we trust and also make new friends. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, 20 people, 10 people. Start with one person. Yeah. 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 So if there's, if there's one takeaway from today, it's when you, uh, when you have the opportunity to have a, a, a face-to-face interaction, right? Um, take it. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Because it's easier not to nowadays. It's easier not to. And you'll have a competitive advantage when you do the things that are less easy, right? Everyone else is doing the things that are easy. So if you do something that's slightly harder, you're already going to sort of put yourself uh, at a different level. Exactly. And your brain's going to benefit. Your, uh, uh, your social network's going to benefit. Uh, it just, yeah, it's, it's going to position you to... Um, to you know, fulfill a lot of the things that we talk about in exactly. terms of feeling happier and more fulfilled. So, and you might come up with ideas that you never even thought of, right? Just by having like people inspire you in ways that you don't even know, you're not even prepared to yeah. face until they do, and that's really cool. Um, and so, you know, don't go the easy way out on this one. Just try at least once this week to this weekend this week. To meet somebody, just call them up. Do you want to have coffee? Yeah, sure. Okay. It takes longer, but it's so worth it. Yeah. 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 So we look forward to hearing uh, your successes along these lines. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we'll do the same. We will. We'll report, report back. back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, All right. So that's a wrap on this. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. And yes. sorry for the uh, delayed intro. But uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be coming at you with another video. We shall, right? and also a live stream. So. And more live streams. So, yeah, um, yeah stay posted right and stay engaged. Have a good one. Happy morning.